Hey, brewery lovers, welcome back to the Brew Daddies. Today we are in Washington, D.C., in the Noma neighborhood. Uh, we have returned to the location of Red Bear Brewing Company. The last time we were here was back in August. And of, this was just a big empty box. It was a totally big empty box. It was box. so empty. Yeah. Uh, and now it's not. Now it's got <laughs> brewing equipment. It's got a whole brewery. It's got a gorgeous uh, bar. U-shaped bar, which you told us about in the last episode. Yeah. Or maybe not in the episode, but you told us about when I we were we here. we talked about it. I think we definitely talked about it. Uh, and it's here, and it looks great. So let me introduce everybody. Of course, I'm here with my cohort, Adam. Howdy, everybody. And then Brian Vandenover. Yeah. Simon B. Yep. And Cameron Raspit. Howdy there. Good to see you all. Thank you. So you guys are the three owners. That uh, we are. You're all from Seattle. We are. Yep. Uh, and we talked in the last episode, so listeners, go back and listen to the April-August 15th episode. It August was riveting. 15, 2018. <laughs> it was too short. Well, I listened to it again today, and I was like, it's too short. Yeah. Like, we should have spent another 20, 30 minutes with you guys. Anyway, we'll do that today. We talked in that last episode about sort of how you came from Seattle to D.C. Uh, to do this. But that was, you know, five, six months ago when we were last here. Mm -hmm. You guys are getting really close to opening. So, Brian, tell us, walk us through sort of everything that sort of occurred over the last six months. And really, what I really want to hear, like, what were some of the unexpected mm -hmm. challenges sure. that you faced? But it also, what were sort of the oh, hell yes moments sure. where things just sort of fell into place? Um, right, before, right after we did that podcast, we were about to start construction. So that's where we're going to pick up this story. Um, so we met with our, our, our crew that was, is our construction crew, uh, PWC builders. And then our architect come, came on in at the point of when we had our last podcast, we had already designed the space out. We just had to have our, uh, our bank loan and our, our massive bank loan and our, uh, our builders come in and actually start the process. And so, uh, the, the first thing they did was tear up all the concrete that they needed to tear up for the plumbing that was going to go underneath. And that started the process of the construction. And then they just started throwing up walls, throwing up the areas for the, the, the brewery area because they had to also pour concrete to raise the, the brewery floor for that. And so mm -hmm. basically it, it was the floors and the walls started going up. And that's where, that's where we really started out, off. Things were moving fairly normal in that at that point, but as the weeks kept moving forward, we the walls got uh, um, drywall on them, and we just start started p seeing places of it uh, just grow. Uh, the skeleton of the bar came up, and that was actually when we were able to see what the bar was going to kind of look like. Yeah, because it was all on paper. <laughs> Our dream was on a paper, and then now we're starting to see where everything's being laid out. Um, and that was probably the first month of construction was uh, was uh, the floors and the really the skeleton of the space. After that, uh, drywall started going in, electrical started going in. Um, was there anything? Did anything like just go wrong, like horribly? I mean, I don't want to start negative. Not in the beginning. <laughs> well, <laughs> nothing went. Nothing's been horribly wrong. Uh, there's just some minor things that have happened. Yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, there's with every construction project, there's issues with the drawings to some extent, small stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's a conversation with the builder, the construction team and figure out how to proceed and whatever needs to be tweaked. Uh, we had some small uh, stuff with our coke lines. Yeah, um, that was minor thing that we got out of the way early on. 
Um, there's just little nitnoid stuff. I wouldn't say there's anything major that was has okay, really good. delayed us. Um, we've been pretty lucky in that regard. Great, great. Well, uh, we'll talk about the space in a minute, but but I want to ask very quickly: Was there anything that was? Is there anything that just made the three of you just look at each other and go, oh, hell yes. Like this, this is like exactly how we wanted it to be. Um, I would have to say the beard, like the, uh, we had a consultant, uh, Brad Mortison, uh, come out and help us out just because, uh, we are, are new to professional brewing. Uh, so we, we just wanted, uh, somebody with a lot of experience, but, um, he helped us out and we did our first couple beers and we got to try our first couple beers, which you're actually able to sample right now and we were just so just happy with how they came out they came out pretty much uh, exactly how we wanted them to so that was for us i think me maybe me more, more so <laughs> as the head brewer uh, that's simon the head brewer, like that, so, yeah. that was the hell yeah moment for me um excellent i think another pivotal point was when we actually set our brewery equipment into the space um it took uh, almost a full day to get all this the the pieces in or off the trucks through the front door, and then where they're sat right now, um, it was just really great to see how that was been, how was that how that was done because they, uh, the doors are small but and the tanks are big. <laughs> yeah. How did they get them through? And then they had to hoist them and like literally set them in place. Uh, that was really awesome to see. I, th- yeah. I, I think for me that was one of my uh, yeah we're doing this. This is happening. Was there anything that you started to do or were doing like placing the tanks and realized up oh, got to change that yes yes uh we did uh we did have one moment where uh basically we had to change out the hvac unit uh that we uh that we have that's above those two uh 10 barrel fermenters that you see originally that's where our 20 barrels were going to go but uh because the hvac unit was different than the original one spec'd out uh it was too low and we couldn't fit them so we had to switch the 20s to where the 10s are and the 10s to where the 20s are so Luckily, it worked out, but it was kind of like as soon as the tanks showed up, we were just like, oh, this is not going to work. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Luckily, we were able to switch that on the fly. So, yeah, it worked out. Good. And Simon, if you could walk us a little through the brewery about what's there. What your, your fermenters. For, your like, fermenters what's, sure. what's that? the brewery layout like? Yeah. So it's, uh, uh, I guess, a fairly common um, uh, two-vessel, 10-barrel uh, brew house. Um, it has a hot back, uh, that came with it. Um, that's a little nice extra feature. Um, also a auto grant, uh, which just helps, uh, with the process of, um, going from the mash tun to the boil kettle, uh, just a little bit more smoothly, especially if you use like a lot of rye, uh, it tends to be sticky and kind of a slow runoff. So it helps, uh, with stuff like that. Um, Let's see, we, uh, a lot of other people have gotten cold liquor tanks and luckily we found that we didn't need one. Um, we actually have enough water flow um, with, even with our uh, water filter uh, that we can uh, knock out and run it through the heat exchanger and zero problems. Like we barely have to turn the water on, on nice. uh, at all to, to be able to knock it down to the right temperature. So we're uh, really happy about that. Um, let's see, we have a 20 barrel hot liquor tank, uh, which so far has been great. Um, no, uh, no issues there running out of hot water. Uh, let's see. Oh, one of the more unique things about our brewery, uh, is the fact that we have an electric steam generator. Uh, Ooh. that is very uncommon. Like I yeah. don't know any other breweries that have that. Um, but because, uh, it's a little bit harder to do ventilation in a building like this, uh, where you have, uh, three different units, uh, or floors up above you, uh, 
yeah, the electric boiler doesn't need any ventilation. So um, that's a little bit more unique. It was a little bit scary because, you know, uh, when you're doing something a little bit different than uh, what everybody else is doing, it's kind of like, well, what what are the issues? But um, so far it's been great. Um, and uh, when our uh, consultant came out, he was just like, holy cow, this thing works like a dream. Like he, he was thinking he'll probably start seeing a lot more of those out in the field now. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's been great. Um, let's see. What else? Uh, on the 20s, um, it's been good because uh, we've been able to do a couple double batches. Um, that was kind of a last-minute upgrade uh, yeah. when we ordered our equipment. Um, Just we sort of gonna... one of those, like, impulse buys. <laughs> well, like, it oh, was. Screw it. Like, I'm it was I'm... in our queue, and we're like, oh, I'm doing it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it, it was not that much more money for double the capacity. Yeah. So right, it right. just no, absolutely no, no. made sense sometimes, for us to do. Sometimes definitely it definitely makes more. sense. Yep. Yeah. And we got the ceiling height, so why not, you know? Yeah. Yep. So, uh, yeah. Was there awesome. any? Did you have any other specific questions about it? You're the expert brewer on our team, <laughs> not me. So. Can I come in and do my homebrew here? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will have a small pilot homebrew system. So, <laughs> Really? Yeah. Excellent. Oh, wow. Is that just to like experiment and yeah. try different things out? Yeah. We, we really want to be creative, uh, not just myself, but our team. Uh, so we want to talk about different uh, interesting beers that we can make. And then... Uh, We'll see how it works out with our process, but um, what I would like to see is us do maybe like two or three different uh, homebrew scale batches and then kind of decide which one that we really want to proceed with for our next beer. So um, we're trying to trying to use that as a way to vet it a little bit. Well, I want to, uh, Cameron, I want to ask you this question, but feel free to pass it on if somebody else is, is better to answer it, but... Um, when we originally spoke, and you, you weren't here for the last episode, but you guys talked about, uh, uh, Simon and Brian talked about uh, having food uh, and really making this very much of a brew pub and environment. Uh, so are you still on track for that? Is that still your plan? Yeah, it's very much still our plan. Um, right now, the original plan was to try to get a partner in here that would basically rent the kitchen. For about a, a year or whatever would work for us. Um, that kind of never pa- played itself out. So what we're going to do now is either um, most likely we're going to have to try to do pop-ups when we open. Um, the kitchen is pretty much uh, established minus some cooking equipment. We have the hood. We have the, all the cleaning supplies, everything we need for code. Uh, all the only thing we need is additional cooking stuff. So um, once we open, uh, that's going to be our pretty much our next big priority is hiring a kitchen manager or chef and developing the food program so that we have it, uh, our own food program, hopefully within three months, if not sooner, is our goal. So, so you're going to open and, and, and then finish that piece up, which I think yes. makes sense. But okay. Uh, we, we, are, we thought about trying to get it at open, but um, it really came down to the legal side of it with permits. Um, right. If we tried to change that at, at the last minute, we would probably have delayed our opening. And we're like, no, let's just open and sort it out later. That makes um, sense. Yep. Everybody's clamoring to us to get open anyway, so might as well give them what they want. Right, and, <laughs> and the core product here is the beer you're producing. So yep. if you're ready to start serving that to customers. We're, we're very much, our, our beer and our ambience and our events, the food is obviously uh, very helpful to our beer. Uh, food, having food uh, makes people want more beer. So yes. that's ultimately why we're having food, which is what a brew pub is all about. So We're going to make sure that's good food and tasty yes. food. Right. So last time we were here, like we said, this was a big empty box. Can you tell us some about the whole design, especially the the bar? So the bar is um, a bartender's dream. 
Um, I did. Uh, I, I worked as a bartender uh, for a little while when after I moved to fr- from Seattle to here um, at Glen's Guard Market. I love back working in Seattle there. as well. Uh, well. I lived did a little bit of bartending back in Seattle. Uh, I worked. Uh, I did events for the Legion Brewing Company, mm-hmm. so the Great Pumpkin Beer Festival. Uh, I just love going, so I started volunteering there. Um, but the bar itself, you can walk two people can pass each other behind the bar. So it's very user-friendly for the bartenders. Great. And it's massive. It's about 85 feet continuous into a U-shape. And on each side of the U is, we've got 20, 24 draft lines. So on either side of the, the bar, you can get the same beer. But also at the apex of the U, we have an expediter bar where you can get everything, all, the same beers, um, but you don't have to fight to get to that bar because nobody can sit in front of it because it's closest to the windows of our uh, food windows where you order and pick up the windows. And it's a good little thoroughfare there. Um, it, 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 we're also right in the middle of the U is where the beer is coming from. It's a large uh, walking cooler where all the kegs are, are, are uh, so that's what we're serving. From so you've got kegs. very short lines from the kegs to the taps. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and hopefully very, very, very to no short line to no lines when you're ordering a beer, because we have <laughs> we have three basically bars. You, we've got mm-hmm. um, the front bar, the back bar. And then at the apex is a expediter bar. Get that that get that beer out to the people. So Excellent. Yeah, that's really great. I mean, we were at a bar not too long ago, which will remain nameless. Yes. Where I was at the apex area because it was, you know, no one's sitting there trying to get a bartender to come. And I was there for 10, 15 minutes, and no one came up to take my order. So when we designed this, I was just thinking, well, I hate lines. And we were, they, the, the space is huge, so we could have put the bar in many different configurations. But I, I love being at a bar, sitting at the actual counter of the bar. And so um, I wanted the bar to be center stage of what we're doing. And so I'm really just really glad that we decided this, this was the design we're going with. Um, I think we made the right choice. And one thing I'll say that I like about this is coming in the front door of the space, the space looks small and intimate. Mm -hmm. You're looking at a, what, 40 foot, 30 foot long bar in a small, intimate space with the brewery off to your right. And and it looks comfortable and cozy. But all you have to do is walk around that little throughway you mentioned between where the kitchen counter is and the the expedited beer service Mm -hmm. is. And then there's a huge uh, other space on the other side that you can't see from the front door. A big space with a stage on one end. And like that, that's a really open, it's a wonderful design because it keeps a large space like this very intimate. Exactly. That was one of our uh, key concerns when we designed it because the ceilings are so high. Um, we were worried about the intimacy and making sure that uh, everyone felt comfortable walking in. So that was part of the, the logic with the U-shaped bar. And it also is why um, the, the front entrance area, we kind of call the front yard. And then the back area, we call the back patio. And it's all about trying to bring the outside inside and the, um, the ambiance that's the intimacy involved there. Yeah, well, speaking of outside inside, one of the great features uh, of this bar is the, it, it, the mountain range design out of wood uh, across both you know, main surfaces of the bar. It's absolutely beautiful. And Simon, you, you designed and built that yourself, didn't you? I did. Uh, yeah. So uh, while uh, we were in the process of, des- uh, process of designing this brewery and uh, 
you know, it was a lot of work, but at the same time, there was a lot of downtime. And that was kind of my side hustle was I did a lot of furniture building, um, like a lot of live edge and reclaimed wood uh, kind of projects. And it was just like friends of friends and stuff like that that uh, would see pictures and then commission me to build something for them. But um, so, yeah, that was that was something that I was kind of already had a lot of my uh, sources figured out uh, where to get materials and stuff like that. So it was like, you know, we we can do something ourselves and do something unique and fun. Uh, why, why not just do it? We have the time. So. Yeah. Well, it looks absolutely beautiful. And I encourage everybody listening to the podcast. If you haven't, if you haven't uh, had a chance, like go check out Red Bear's social media feeds. You can see photographs of this. Uh, we'll post some photographs on the Brew Daddy's uh, social media as well. It's it's absolutely beautiful. Um, uh, staying on the topic of building things, not only did we build the mountain range, the tables we're using yep. throughout the whole space, Simon built. Mm-hmm. The massive cage around the, the, the walk-in cooler we built. The, the menu the cage. Sign. Wait, I just want to uh, oh. explain this to, to the listeners. So the cage he's talking about is essentially a... a, a metal piping cage uh, made out of piping, which a lot of the the tables and stuff that Simon has built are made out of. But it's a cage around. And what it does is it supports the TVs. Mm -hmm. It supports the menu bar, uh, the menu boards uh, and things like that. So there's a cold room. Mm -hmm. And then over that is this this structure that supports all of these things. And and Simon built all of that, right? All of that. Yeah. All of that. I'm sure you guys helped. Uh, They did. (laughs) (laughs) Legit. I've got 10 thumbs, so I don't know how much help I was, but... (laughs) but no it's absolutely i mean it's a it's a great uh it's it's a it's functional and simple but it serves the purpose and so it's really it's really some cool stuff and the tables look fantastic um red i'm glad you like it we got to uh uh, get to have some fun with a branding iron (laughs) as well so we have our ursula who's our mascot uh burnt into uh, all the tables which was uh, I guess just a fun project for me because I always wanted to play with the branding iron. So. <laughs> Hot metal is great. Um, and then speaking of the bears on the table, just as long as we're on the topic, ab- above us in the, what did you call this uh, space? The patio? The front yard? The front yard. The front yard in this front yard space. Uh, above is a lighting uh, str- uh, arrangement that is essentially the constellation of Ursa. Ursa Major, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. I love how you keep the theme going through the through the whole thing. Ursa Major also has the Big Dipper in it. So if you, if you know the Big Dipper, you are also seeing Ursa Major. That is true. It's a little hard to get your head around looking up because it is just like... It's, <laughs> it's much more uh, clear when you're coming in the front entrance. You just simply come in the front entrance and look up and it's exactly how you would see it. Ah, yeah. So. Sitting directly below it is probably a little bit harder. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so speaking of having people come down and look at the bar, look at the tables and everything... When will you all be opening? That is a wonderful question that we get constantly. <laughs> um, we are definitely nearing the end of construction. Uh, we hoped uh, we hope to have our certificate of occupancy uh, sometime next week, actually. Um, at that point, it's very much a process of getting through Department of Health and ABRA. Um, so we can't give an exact date because those two things can vary wildly on when they're done. Hopefully uh, we have all our ducks in a row and uh, all things will go well and we're shooting for mid-February still. I would say to your listeners, uh, check our social media. You'll probably know more at this, that point. because. And we'll make sure, uh, check the check the show notes, uh, everybody, to find the social media links for, for Red Bear Brewing. Although if you're listening to this podcast, you know how to do that. <laughs> of course, <laughs> of course. need us to provide links. but. <laughs> so is there anything that's going on with the government shutdown that's affecting you? 
or has affected you already? Thankfully for uh, us, um, it's been relatively benign. Um, one of the first things that you have to do when you open a brewery is get your brewer's notice, which we got that months and months and months ago. Um, so that piece is done. And since we don't distribute cans or bottles, uh, labels, which is the, the key problem right now, um, doesn't really affect us. Uh, if we wanted to distribute our kegs outside of the city of D.C., that's when we start getting hit. Uh, we didn't plan to distribute right away because we wanted to feel out how much beer we'd actually use in the space. Um, but we did plan to distribute probably within the first couple months. Um, so until the government opens, we're limited to the city of D.C. when it comes to distribution of our kegs because we don't have our keg label sorted out yet. Um, so if anybody in the government is listening, please open this government back up. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. So when when you are opening, what what beers do you plan to have on tap to start? Uh, well, we're going to have uh, definitely Polar Bear. Uh, that's our uh, wheat pale ale. Uh, it has uh, uh, orange peel and uh, coriander in there. So it's a little bit like a Belgian whip, but more on the pale ale side. And it's delicious. Delicious you with think so? a gorgeous <laughs> aroma. Oh, oh yeah. amazing. Yeah, we're very, we're very happy really with cool. it so far. It has uh, Citra and uh, Amarillo and Cascade uh, for the hot profile of that. Um, and then we're also going to have DC Dirt. Uh, that's another one uh, that you guys are actually trying right now. Um, and uh, that's an American Porter. Uh, it's a little bit lighter, a little bit more approachable. Um, we tried to be a little bit restrained with the roastiness because we didn't want it to be too, too bitter. Um, I find that sometimes that kind of dominates the profile a little bit. So we wanted to keep it a little bit subtle. Uh, so that's what's going on there. Uh, it does have some chocolate malt in there. So you'll get a few uh, chocolate notes as There's well. There's a nice chocolate aroma in this. There's a nice chocolate uh, tone to it. Uh, but it is it is beautifully light. Yes. I mean, it is light, supremely creamy. It's just, yeah, creamy and tasty. drink, but so drinkable. We didn't oh, want yeah. it to be in your face. No, it's, it's, a, it's extremely drinkable. Uh, with a nice light palette to it for a porter. I really like this. Yeah, yeah. we we kind of want to have some beers for, you know, just the everyday beer drinker. Like, we don't we don't want everything to blast you in the face with hops and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, we will have some of those beers, too. but <laughs> They're coming. But that, uh, <laughs> The hops are coming. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but we kind of wanted to start uh, with some, some very, like, uh, regular, like, base product line um, uh, type beers. Uh, so then uh, after that, we have Cammy Cam Cam's ESB. Uh, that was named after Cameron. Uh, his favorite beer is Red Hook ESB. Uh, so it's Red not going to be. It's okay. Red Hook makes a lot of sense because it's another iconic Washington State right, it's true. Uh, brewery uh, that the three of us knew very intimately because uh, I know I've taken, I know that they had the Woodenville mm-hmm. uh, facility and they had all, the, it was a brew pub and you did this really fun they made it really fun the the um like the, the tour. tour the tours the tours that yeah. was that just something you just had to do when you were up in Woodville. um so we just knew it very intimately and so uh, i think cameron was like we gotta make an esb we've got to all right yep. simon tell me about the esb well uh it's gonna have a very similar hot profile uh we're using tetaning uh which i believe Ooh. they use willamette but uh we decided that uh we like we like the flavor of tetaning a little bit better um it will probably be just a little bit more caramely uh, than uh, the Red Hook version. Um, probably a little bit closer to a, a more classic ESB. Um, I don't know if you guys have tried uh, Speckled Hen. Uh, yes. So I, I don't yeah, know yeah. if I want to be quite that deep, but but probably somewhere in between those two. Okay. Uh, so that's kind of what we're shooting for. We already have a lot of hoppy beers uh, right. lined up, so we wanted something with a little bit more malt uh, background. 
Uh, and then let's see, we're also going to do Skookum. Uh, this is our Pacific Northwest style uh, red ale. I don't. Gee, that's shocking. A Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I know, super <laughs> shocking, right? Uh, so there's there's a number of red ales uh, over there, and for me, this is kind of more mistal- uh, nostalgia. Uh, so we're just doing a ten barrel batch. We don't know if that's going to really like resonate with people here, but um, we're going to try it out and see uh, see if people like it. Uh, it'll have again, that'll actually be a pretty heavy malty uh, beer, but then a lot of uh, like citrus and piney uh, hops, uh, pretty much Cascade. Uh, we're using Simcoe for the bittering hops, but um, but generally a cascade uh, hop profile for that one, so it'll be very piney and bright and citrusy and um, nice. But a good, but a good malt backbone as well. Excellent, Cameron. Did you want to say something about the ESB? Brian, I said earlier, ESB is one of my favorite. I do like uh, a variety of uh, uh, beers at this point, but that was my my starter beer, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always had a, a special place in my heart, so to speak. Right. Um, but uh, no, I'm I'm excited for what we have uh, coming in that regard as well. All right. What do y'all think of the lowest lord from Denizens? Oh, I love it. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yep. It's that's one of my favorites. Uh, it's, they do a great job. They really do. Yep. Let's talk about what I'm looking at right now behind you. Oh. The wall of games. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I almost said walk of shame, but so, the wall of games. <laughs> so I'll go ahead and answer whatever you might ask. Yeah, because there's like I've never like to explain. To tell me about the wall of games. A lot of <laughs> like, cool games. The, there. The, the 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 listeners will will they'll understand when you start to explain it. We we wanted well. There's obvious for the board games. This is a personal thing for myself and Brian uh, more so than Simon. But we're all board game. Uh, fans, uh, myself especially, um, <laughs> I have 450 board games myself. At wow! Home. Wow! Um, yeah. So it's a it's a small addiction. Um, I did a lot of Kickstarter backing, a whole sorts of thing, all sorts of things like that. <laughs> I don't know uh, if I'd say small. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I played more than half of them. That's a different thing. But um, so basically, um, when we started this whole project, that was one of the key branding things that we wanted to embrace. Um, it's a, it's a social community very much thing. Um, it keeps, it gets people in, it gets them to stay, it gets them to enjoy things. It gets them to be social. Um, and uh, we, it, it was kind of a no brainer with what we were trying to do here. Um, so we decided to have a game wall. Um, and right now we currently have 110 board games. Um, we oh. do plan to expand on that as time and space is available. Um, I fully expect to start doing a Kickstarter kind of um, uh, support and having like new games that you literally can't get anywhere else, having them advertised and have an opportunity nice. for people to come in and try out something that you can't get literally anywhere. So oh, we're going to come here a lot. <laughs> Once our kids. So Adam and I Definitely. both. Yeah. Adam and I both have have daughters. Uh, we both have only one child and they're both going to college in the fall. And so our wives and the, and the two of us are very like, what are we going to do when they're gone? <laughs> like, and coming here, we love to play games. Uh, just Monday night, was it like a week ago? Yeah. Like we had a family game night where all, yeah. we all got together and we played board games all night. Um, so yeah, so this is the kind of thing that we would absolutely like. Yeah, and even not, now when we go to... Bars, we go to brew, we bars. go brew, to, we'll bring even just like cosmic wimp out. To we, play we bring we bring games have to something play. To play. So, so this is this is this is a draw. That's what I'm trying to say. Yes, is like this selection of board games that we could come and play is very much a draw for 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 folks like us. So. We we definitely want to have family friendly games, your standards, life, monopoly, that kind of thing. But we definitely wanted also to 
expand people's horizons into things they may not have tried. Um, so we have literally every single one's different. Uh, there's some strategies. There's some party games, deduction. There's Settlers of, of Catan. Yep. Small and stra- World. Which and is Stratego. Awesome. Yep. And Flux, which is great. Small World, for those that might know it. I mean, there's... Yeah. Terraforming Mars. Ticket to Ride, Carcassonne. I mean, Okay, we're we're totally boring the listeners now. (laughs) (laughs) This is not about breweries. If you're a board game fanatic, you understand. (laughs) And of course, the brewery standard, Cards Against Humanity. Yes, you got to have that. We got party games. We we, we try to have a a wide selection. Yeah, no, it looks amazing. Um... Uh, the giant Connect Four is beautiful. We also have a giant Jenga. Over is there, there a giant well. Jenga over there? Yeah. Great. Yeah. No. It's it's that's that's really fun. And I think you know when we were here last, and you guys talked very much about wanting to be sort of a focal point of the neighborhood, um, a, a really concentrated in the in the community, uh, and that's what you were doing. And you talked about that's why you're doing a brew pub and not like a you know just a pure beer brewery. Is you wanted to be a focal point of this community. Uh, and and to be very community focused and you know, 110 games uh, and and growing is is a great way to do that because especially I think in this neighborhood of Noma, like with a lot of young people moving in, a lot of family young families moving in, all of the new uh, residential space that's being built here, like having a place to come and just sort of sit down and 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 spend a couple hours enjoying something that isn't sitting on, you know, just sitting on your phone and scrolling through <laughs> Facebook uh, really s- speaks a lot to, to, to that vision that you guys have. Do you guys have any thoughts on the overall sort of DC beer scene? Uh, what's working in DC for the, for the craft beer scene? You know, what are some of the challenges that the, that the scene is facing? What would you like to see? You know, there, are there any improvements in the scene that you guys would like to see? Well, it's it's definitely growing. Uh, we're we're brand new in the the district. Uh, Valor is coming up. Um, they're a brew pub in uh, Capital. The ooh. I personally don't know. I know it's oh. in in the city, but yes. Uh, the Valor is coming online soon. Um, I've heard of other half is coming in Ivy City. So it's it's still a growing uh, brewery scene, uh, which is great. Which is great. Come on down. Uh, but also, I, I'm, I'm really excited. Uh, Red Bear is part of the DC Brewers Guild, and uh, just what they're doing with uh, the, the events coming up for the next year, um, they're evolving, they're pivoting towards more of the community, being more uh, uh, a, a face for the community. Um, I'm, I'm just enjoying that, and I, I can't wait to see where that's going to go. I think the beer scene is going pretty much where we're going. We're kind of uh, it, we're veering away from the production style stuff and more towards yeah. the brew pub community uh, focused uh, items. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, we've you've touched on it. We want we definitely want to be a, a focal point of the Noma community, and I think we're going to get there. Um, and I think that is uh, a great path for a new brewery to be in. Um, there's it, it's. There is a lot of beer on the shelves right now um, in the grocery store, in your local craft brewery aisles. Uh, there's just a lot of competition there. And that's great. They're, that's awesome for the people playing that, that game. We're happy being part of the community and just growing our fan base here, right, right. here. Right. And well, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you something. In, in all the conversations that we have with, with local brewers, that's exactly what we're hearing. Most 
people entering the brewing space right now are really focused on. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we had Bill Madden uh, on the show a a few weeks ago, and he said flat out, I mean, this is a guy who's been doing this since the 90s, right? Um, Regional distribution is is essentially done. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're going to get into the brewing space right now, you're going to be focused on local or hyper-local, which I... And, and everybody thinks that's fine, so that's not a that's not a criticism. Mm-hmm. I don't think he he meant to make or, or we're making. It's just it's just the space. The neighborhood brewery is becoming a thing again for the first time since basically you know the the early very early 1900s. You know, the, absolutely. So it's it's so exciting. We definitely took that to heart when we built out this space. We 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 wanted a space that a lot. A, a, a lot of people can come to. It can be comfortable. It can be inclusive. Um, and have events as well. And have events. Uh, we want we want to be a focal point. We want to be a space where people can have a good time, either in the back patio or the front yard. So um, that's always what we've been going for is the community. And once we uh, are open in a little while, we actually have a front patio space as well that we'll be in, um, expanding into. Uh, right now, it's like an actual patio. outdoor patio. Literally, space. the we outdoor have, patio. Yes. We, everything is fully fine with Abra and everything else for about thirty seats out there. It's right. not large, right. but it's enough to uh, allow people to enjoy their in beers the outside when the in the spring nice. and yeah, summer. Yeah. Nice, excellent, excellent. And with REI right oh, next yeah. door, uh, and the and the cafe right next door, it's REI next door is gold. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and vice versa, of course, too. I'm well, sure. I but, don't know. I don't know if we stated this before in the the podcast we did with you guys uh, last August, but um, when we when we started developing our branding and what we wanted to be, we always stated that we wanted to be the REI of breweries. <laughs> and so, then look where we came up. We we are now at a space that literally uh, REI is our neighbor. Yeah. So we it couldn't have been better. Excellent. Um, um, and also, we have a coffee shop like right next door as well, uh, La Colombe. Uh, we were hoping to do some collaboration with them, maybe do a coffee uh, stout with them with their their. Oh, beans. nice! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I put uh, the bug in their ear to see if they want to do that. Uh, I just need to. We need to collaborate on that. Sure, it'll be fun. Oh, talking of collaborations, Simon. Yeah, yeah run so. us run us through the run us through what you're working on now from a brewing perspective. What collaborations you're doing, um, and uh, and and tell us what people what people can expect soon. Okay. Uh, so there's our opening line of beers, which we already kind of talked mm-hmm. about a little bit. Um, also a couple more uh, IPAs. Uh, Twinsies, which is kind of Brian's uh, Brian's beer. Uh, it's a double IPA. Uh, so it'll be pretty juicy, but also pretty bitter too. So um, so that'll be a fun one. The reason why it's called Twinsies is because I am a twin. And my, <laughs> uh, my name is Brian. My twin brother's name is Ryan. Wow. It's, uh, <laughs> it's obnoxious, but it is what it is. Um, but uh, Did you ever get asked to do like a, one of those double mint commercials? Oh, no, no. Um, we this did, is your chance, Brian. <laughs> we, could, we could do that with this beer. We, we did trade places once in uh, grade school. He went to my classes, <laughs> I went to his classes, and then we never did it again because we thought it was stupid. <laughs> my wife is a teacher, and she had twins who did that. She did not appreciate it. Not, <laughs> I don't think anybody noticed, actually, honestly. I don't think anybody in our... Really? When we did it, so... Well, uh, other than that, uh, we have uh, two collaborations that are kind of on the horizon right now. Um, so, um, uh, Lau Hill uh, Brewery in uh, Ireland... Uh, wow. is is coming through yeah. and we're going to do a collaboration with them. Uh, we're still working out the details right now. Um, 
probably, uh, I think, like a big oatmeal stout is sort of the plan. Um, but we're still working on the details right now. Uh, we just we just started talking about it, so um, we're really excited about that. That's probably uh, going to be ready by St. Patrick's Day. That's sort of sort of what we're shooting for. Perfect. Like, so yeah, I, I that's going to be a lot of fun. There is uh, the gentleman who is the brewer is coming here to DC to actually brew with us. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. We're really excited about that. Uh, weirdly enough, it's actually the first day of our uh, brewer, uh, our um, our first brewer employee. Um, basically, he's uh, he and I are going to work uh, closely together on our beers here. Uh, so that's his first day is right when the collaboration is happening. So. <laughs> I'm sure that won't be intimidating. So, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, just jumping straight into it. But uh, but he's very experienced. He's coming from um, uh, Night Shift, or I'm sorry, uh, Night Owl Brewing. No, um, night shift, or sorry, night shift. I don't. Yeah, I'm getting mixed up. But <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, he's uh, been working there for a few years, and we're really excited. They're uh, one of our favorite breweries. Um, so yeah, we're just just completely over the moon about having him uh, start with us. Uh, so yeah, we're going to do that collaboration. Um, other than that, we're also in talks with uh, Streetcar Eighty Two. Oh, love um, those guys! Yeah, 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 they're awesome. Uh, we saw them at a, or I, I was uh, chit chatting with them at a uh, Brewers Guild meetup. Uh, was about three weeks ago. Uh, and we started talking about doing a collaboration. I think we're going to do a sour of some sort. Um, we still another one that we still kind of have to work out the details. Um, I am kind of thinking something citrus, like like a clementine or or tangerine or something like that. Um, but um, yeah, we still we still got to chit chat and uh, kind of decide what we're going to do there. But sure. um, I'm pretty sure it's going to end up being a sour. Hey, have you talked to guy? I'm just throwing this in there. Have you talked to those guys at all at Streetcar 82 about um, about the ASL aspect of what you guys are doing here? Absolutely. Um, I have not actually. Uh, yes. Well, uh, wait, wait. Let me for for the <laughs> listeners. If you haven't listened to the last episode, um, you guys are located very, very close to Gallaudet yes, University, which is uh, predominantly uh, hearing impaired students, mm-hmm. uh, and so having an ASL aware uh, uh, staff here is important to you guys. You talked about that. So, last episode. Um, going on that same theme of uh, being very inclusive, we also want to be inclusive to the deaf community. So uh, we're going through our hiring processes right now to get our bartenders, our host, our uh, uh, barback staff. And every interview we have, we've been asking our, the, the people coming in, are they, are they uh, willing, not willing, but uh, do, do they want to learn ASL? Uh, because we want to have them be able to uh, communicate with the deaf community. And so everyone is committed to learning at least to the point, you know, basic ASL to get the, to, so we can actually uh, provide them service uh, for the deaf community. So that's um, great. Everybody's committed to mm-hmm. it. We're really excited about it. Um, and for those of you listening who aren't familiar with Streetcar 82, uh, Streetcar 82 is is a uh, small brewery in Hydesville, Maryland, that uh, is is deaf owned uh, and and does a lot of work in the deaf community. So, uh, we, yeah, we're, Red Bear is definitely committed to uh, being inclusive for the deaf community. Excellent. I have a question about the sour. Are you going to be brewing that here? Um, we're still in talks about that, but um, I think that is going to be the case. Um, probably what we'll do is uh, brew here because we have a little bit bigger system. Um, so then we can uh, be able to sell out of here and then probably also out of their tap room as well. How are you going to handle that? Because I mean, it's, I guess no one has seen it, but... It's com- the brewery is completely open, and brewing a sour 
you always run the risk of cross-contamination, things like that, because, you know, like Britannomyces is very it, yeah, easy that, to transfer over to other things. That is a good point. Uh, what I've always done in the past and what I plan to do is actually do the souring in our brew kettle. Yeah. And the reason that I do that is so that um, basically as soon as you're done with that, you can boil, <laughs> which is going to kill everything. <laughs> right. uh, so that that's kind of the plan. Uh, generally, there won't be any uh, lactobacillus uh, going into the fermenter. Everything will pretty much be dead at that point. Um, okay. Yeah, so so we shouldn't really have any risk. Listen, guys, thanks so much for joining us uh, on the Brew Days. Is there anything else you want our listeners to know about uh, uh, your plans, about Red Bear Brewing Company, uh, and 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 what what you got planned? Our our, our biggest plan is to open. <laughs> <laughs> um, construction is wrapping up very quickly. Uh, in fact, after this podcast, I, we are going to set the the bar and set the tables everywhere and start building our seats and all that fun stuff. Uh, so we're getting very close to open. Um, after that, uh, making sure that our events are on point, ready to go. Uh, that, that's what uh, myself and my tapper manager are going to uh, really focus on. Uh, we're in talks with a drag queen for uh, <laughs> awesome. yes, um, she, yes. uh, she uh, this may be her, uh, her, her event space for what she wants to do. Um, we definitely are going to do drag bingo. She, we've talked to her about that. Um, so we're in, we just need to get her nailed down for that. To get there, we actually have to get a special exemption yes. with our zoning. That's Wait, for something. to have a drag queen? To a have live performances. Live performances. Live performances. Uh, <laughs> okay. uh, we're pretty confident that uh, the zoning uh, board will authorize it, but that has not been done yet, and I don't want to presume that yes. Um, but that's clearly you're the done. business person <laughs> involved in this partnership. I have grand visions for our <laughs> events. <laughs> we make no guarantees, either expressed or implied. <laughs> Indeed, we we're, we're pretty confident. Um, the neighborhood's very much wanting that kind of thing anyway. Uh, everyone we've talked to on the ANC, which is pretty much the one spot that might have stopped that, has been supportive. Um, so it's just a matter of going through the process. Uh, next month is when it's planned. So in February. Excellent. Well, Brian, thank you very much for your time. And Cameron, thank you so much for everything you're doing. And Simon, thank you. Thank you for coming. Yeah, thanks for coming and talk to us. Cheers, guys. I have a Cheers. few thanks. Cheers. I have a few thank yous as well. Okay. <laughs> if, I, if I may. Yes. Oh, I want to thank uh, our taproom manager, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Thank you, Liz. Hi, thank you. Uh, we just brought her on board. She's our first and only at the moment uh, employee, but we're they're ramping up soon. Uh, we will be bringing on other employees. Excellent. Um, uh, and I also want to thank Nico. Uh, he's one of the baristas at La Colombe. He did a lot of pictures that you're going to see oh, on yeah. social media. Absolutely. So thank you, Nico. Thanks, Nico. Yeah. Other than that, we should cheers. Okay. Right. Well, cheers, cheers again. Cheers. 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 You can listen to The Brew Daddies on any podcasting app. Please tell your friends about us. Give us a rating and a review on iTunes and every other platform. You can find us at The Brew Dads on Twitter. You can find us at Brew Dads on Instagram and The Brew Daddies on Facebook. Remember, always drink great beer, just like we are now. <laughs> <laughs>